Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today is a very special episode. We have Mayor Vartanian on the line, and he is Vice President of Investments over at Marcus and Millichap. And also, I'm proud to announce Mayor is an upcoming author in our next Mission Matters book release. Mayor, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Great to be here. All right, so I've been I've been following you for a long time on Twitter now, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And I've also been following the work that you've been doing over at Marcus and Millichap. So we'll get into that and really how you've managed, you and your team have managed to become market makers and really distinguish yourself in your local and regional markets. But before we get into, into that, we will start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Mayor, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Mayor, what mission matters to you? What mission matters to me, it's constantly adding value. That's how we make a name for ourselves. That's how we get ourselves involved in the conversation. What can we do to add value to any different situation when it comes to the real estate investments world? Uh, and, you know, it's by either leveraging us, our team, our network. We provide it to our clients. We create relationships for life with that. We become part of them, their family, part of their investment advisors. And it's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's great, and I and I see the heart, the, how much heart you put into your work, and I'm and I'm glad and happy to present that to to our audience. And I guess maybe just to get us kicked off here, let's go a little bit further into really your background and how you got started. Like, like how did you get started in real estate? Yeah, kind of by accident. After we had a small stint at Goldman Sachs in San Francisco, mm-hmm. I, my dream job coming out of college wasn't. After a little bit of that. Didn't real, I realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. Came back to Philadelphia, started applying for different jobs, applied at Marcus and got an interview, not really understanding what I was getting myself into. They told me it was commissions only. I figured, you know what, let me let me take a shot at this. At least if I don't stick with it, I'll learn something about real estate. At that point, I just, you know, I knew a couple of things my dad taught me growing up. And as soon as I started, I I, I didn't miss a beat. I mean, I it, yeah. it something clicked with me. I, it caught on. My favorite part was just talking to people all day. Mm-hmm. I thought cold calling was kind of, you know, corny, ridiculous at first, old school. <laughs> yeah. But then you you find yourself talking to, you know, some of the best investors, multimillionaire business owners across the Northeast, and you're just listening to their story all day. These guys are giving you the time. They're, they're you know, they realize you're young, you're new, and they're, they're, it's like getting an MBA every day, learning from the guys who've actually done it. And, you know, when when you realize when you get to that realization, it's like you can't stop. Every day you're in the thick of it, and with some of the best business leaders of, in the country. And uh, you know, why would you stop doing that? Oh, it's great. It's a it's a great perspective, and it is a great attitude towards the market and and otherwise, and really adding value. And, and it just it just talks. It just speaks to your mission and what you said about adding value to others. What kind of advice would you give? So to maybe the the next group of of individuals that are thinking about or considering entering the world of real estate, what kind of advice would you tell them? I tell my junior brokers all the time: you you have to have an open mind for this. There's no, it's, there's no textbook for this. Every building's different. Every town, city, municipality is different. 
you have to be able to pivot and you have to think on your toes. You have to be creative. You have to be scrappy because this isn't like a stock where you can just look at a balance sheet and figure out, figure out the price. You know, this is, you know, these things, these assets are cash flowing, but at the end of the day, they they have roofs, they have H, they have mechanicals, they have, you know, the, the owners, they have personalities. You have to manage different types of personalities. Uh, not every situation is the same. And, and, you know, there's, that's, that's what's, that's what's fun about this, right? Mm-hmm. Every, every puzzle is different. Every, every, every problem has different ways of solving it. We've done hundreds of transactions over the last couple of years, but you know, the next hundred transactions are going to be completely different from the last hundred. Yeah. And what, what's always interesting to me in, in real estate, and I argue, unlike stocks, is that it can be very, there can be some really inefficient situations that allow for, you know, good return for investors. And ju- there's just a lot of different scenarios versus maybe if you're looking at that screen, right? And there's other market forces and things that are that are kind of taking over, right? Over and above, let's just say the balance sheet of the company, right? With real estate, like sometimes that can really be in the you know the sellers or the buyers advantage and i i understand that you represent uh, both sides am i am i off on that yeah no we represent both sides most of the time let's talk a little bit more about about your niche really and what you're doing so maybe tell us a little bit more about your team over at marcus and millichap yeah my partner and i we run the largest team at marcus and millichap out of the philadelphia office we have about eight junior brokers under us and three full-time staff members as long as well as you know us the team leads Dunkel Vartanian group and you know a lot of what we do when we're selling these properties especially when we first started we weren't selling the class A you know prop like skyline property we're selling you know some of the more savory assets the thing Mm -hmm. the assets that you really had to wrap your head around and you know you you have to build a narrative around that you have to figure out the business plan you have to figure out how someone's going to be able to buy the property make money in the property and then sell the property when it's time and it's developing a business plan with the potential investors and and th- these are some of the ways we add value going in and teach sometimes teaching the investor buyers what they can do differently to operate the property to increase value within Teaching the sellers what they have to do to get ready for a sale. You know, they if they want to sell today, they they have to line some stuff up to to get ready so they don't get crushed during the due diligence process with retrades or anything. So we we have to defend both sides. And at the end of the day, a seller has to leave some meat on the bones for the property mm-hmm. so he could so someone else can get some some future value out of it. And then on top of that, we pair up all of our buyers with the right you know due lenders, mm-hmm. uh, appraisers, uh, inspectors title companies, attorneys, whatever we need to do to make sure the transaction moves slowly. Because at the end of the day, anyone could put out a for sale sign. We mm-hmm. don't put out any for sale signs. That's not our job. Our our job is to manage a process at the end of the day, make sure the disposition or acquisition gets to the finish line. Because these are, you know, 90 day timelines, anything and everything will happen. And yeah. our our job is to make sure everything stays on course throughout the process and and that's why we get hired that's that's our our role in, in the in the process yeah and just speaking to you know again some of the some of the individuals that are maybe just getting started in real estate or considering it you know residential versus commercial real estate like your views on maybe going either route as a as a career path you have active listening open listening in any conversation with your client 
you should be speaking 20% of the time and they should be speaking 80% of the time. Yeah. They're going to tell you exactly what they need. You need to know what they, whether they know it or not, they're going to tell you. And just hanging back and listening is sometimes that's they, that's, that's what they want. They just want someone to listen to what they're thinking and you just going to be, and just absorb it and ask as many open-ended questions as you can, because that's at the end of the day, these, you're not, you, no one's looking, no, you don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. You don't have to have all the answers. Then you can table stuff. You have to be patient with it because these are, this is a process. Like I said, 60 to 90 days, that's our timeline in the commercial world. I know residential is sooner, but not everything has to be taken care of that then and there. Be get your realign yourself, get your put everything you need to get together, and then go back out and ask your questions and answer the questions they had for you. No need to rush. Now I know I know you're a pretty humble guy, but but I, I do got to ask you this: like like how do you think that you and your team have managed to really become market makers in that in your area, in your niche, and in your region? And maybe maybe for those that are unfamiliar with that term, also just just talk a little bit about what that term means. So being a market maker, being a market maker is defining the market, defining the price per square foot, defining the price per unit. You know, we're proud to be able to say we've hit we've you know, we've made mar- our market in central Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, and, and the Philadelphia suburbs. And the way we do that is because we understand how to operate real estate. And, and that's the thing. We, we're not only are we investors ourselves, we, we know how to drive the narrative. We know what people are looking for at the end of the day. And, you know, not the, the your neighbor's not going to be the one that's going to pay the highest price for your asset. It's going to it's most likely going to be an outsider, but someone who's used to but that outsider who's probably used to paying two hundred dollars a square foot, and then they see your property listed at one twenty. In their eyes, that's already value. But then then bring someone in from across state lines or from the other side of the country, and kind of getting them comfortable with that new local market. That's a lot of handholding on our end. You know, it, 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 they are coming with different perce- perceived value. Their perception on everything's different. Outsider looking in, they, it's always looks in with clear, clear glasses. We, we're strong believers in that. And that's and it, that's how we drive value. That's how we make the market by getting them into the fold, getting them connected in with our network of third parties, getting them comfortable. And then we've done that time and time again. And we've, we've been very successful in doing that. What is your approach or how do you go about whether it's mentally your mindset and kind of going, going to the table and you're, it's time to start negotiating and talking about the, the actual, you know, nuts and bolts and terms for the deal. Like, how do you mentally go into that, into that negotiation? Again, the, before you can get into the thick of the negotiation, it's all the, the prep work in the front end. And that's where the act of listening comes back. You're going to know what is important to them what life changes are occurring, why someone is looking to sell and why someone is looking to buy mm-hmm. understanding. And you know, the, the buyer and the seller have to come in, in some, on some terms, it's not always price, right? There's, there's yeah. timelines associated with it. There's there, you know, after the sale, what can occur, there's different things that, that make people make decisions. Right. And it's yeah. all the active listening on the front end, knowing what the, the, you know, the top three for each side is going to be and coming mm-hmm. and, and basically eliminating the, you know, trimming the fat of the conversation and getting, writing it down and deep into it. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the most important part. 
You're dropping jewels today, Mayor. Going to, for the top three of each party and making sure that you're satisfying those and, and trimming the fat, really just getting right to the point. Man, you 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 got got a masterclass going on today, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. So let's just say, you know, you're, you're getting further along in the deal and invariably, like we don't have to pick on one particular reason, but invariably like deals fall through. And, and before you get to that finish line, like you said, anything and everything can happen. Like, how do you keep yourself and maybe your team mentally focused and prepared for those inevitable twists and terms that, that are going to come up in, when it comes to closing a deal? It's not easy. It's it, that part's probably never going to get easy. But you know, versus from when we started till now, you know, our percept our our perception on this on these things have changed, right? You know, I always tell junior brokers never count your fee. It's not a closing until a day after closing, and, and always have as many balls in the air as possible. Your goal, you know, the one that one deal isn't the deal that's going to make you rich and retire, right? It's never that yeah. case. We're here to run a business and. And that's what separates good brokers from mediocre brokers is seeing your brokerage business, seeing you as a business is the most important thing. And what, what do businesses do? They, they're constantly turning inventory. Your goal is to be constantly turning inventory, having multiple deals under contract, multiple listings at a time, multiple, multiple closings in a month. That's how you can count on if one falls out, you're still fine. And it, you're, and when it falls out, understanding why it fell out. Mm. Is it is it something that you can save or is it is 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 are you the problem or is the deal the problem? We're we're getting better at this, right? We're still learning every day. We're getting to a point where if deals are dying, it's because the deal is no good. There's mm. there's there's things that are there's outside factors that you can't control. And our whole mo- a lot of what we do is controlling the controllable. We can't mm. control interest rates from going up. But, you know, we have to do things to mitigate the damage as much as we can on both ends. And that's staying on top of, you know, lenders or or third parties. Sometimes there's just environmental issues. We don't know. You can't you can't know that you can't know what happened 50 years ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't beat yourself up about that. So and, you know, doing this, you're going to get thick skin. You're going to get very thick skin doing this. And uh, again, you have to think of the longevity of your business in five years from now. How is everything going to look? You always put things back into perspective and, you know, you, you got to keep looking forward. Talk to me a little bit more about, about team building and how you managed to attract, you know, key players and, and retain top talent in, in your field. Because you, as you said, you started, you know, yourself and not, you, now you have a large team working with you and for, and talk to me more about how you built that team. Yeah, slowly. We, we grew slowly. We, we didn't want to grow fast. We didn't want to grow ahead of ourselves. We knew when it made sense to t- bring on another junior. We knew when it made sense to hire another full-time staff member based off the bandwidth that we can take. And as, as we were getting bigger and our juniors were p- producing, we, you know, a- affording more staff made sense, but also, you know, just because some, a junior wants your mentorship you have to make them earn that, right? And it 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 it's, it might sound weird. They're they're ten ninety nine employees. You're not paying them, but they have to earn your time. And at the, when you're an entrepreneur, all you have is time. It's, it's yeah. your, your most precious resource, and you can either spend time with a new kid that wants to learn, or spend more time generating business. So and and managing that time. I don't want to say put some these new guys through the test, but we make them. We need to make sure they really want it, and they're going to put as much into the business as we're putting in. 
they they need a they need to give it give it their all. We call the herd. We have to sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know the cream always rises to the crop. And you know we're at a nice spot right now where every all of our junior agents are producing. Our mm-hmm. staff is busier than we've ever been in in this market. And you know it's because we set up everything on the front end and we built out slowly. And you know we're we're in a good spot right now. Oh man, that's great. It's a great success story, great entrepreneur story. And I, I love the fact that you said that you didn't necessarily rush the process because I feel like there's so many out there. And I don't mean just in real estate. I mean, entrepreneurs in general that have that that burden on them or sometimes that unrealistic expectation that they're just going to have to year one, knock it out of the park and they have to build everything. And then overnight, like to me, we often hear these stories and these headlines, but a lot of times people don't, they take that at face value they don't think about that, you know, the overnight success that took 10, 20, 30 years or however long mm-hmm. it took. We just see the headline and we're impressed. But, you know, it takes time to build a solid business, right? It takes time and, and patience and it, it and resilience. You have to believe in yourself. And you have uh, if you don't see your future, what your business is going to look like in two, three, five years down the line, okay. it, you, you're not going to have the vision to build out what you need today. And, and it, it's it's one step at a time. And I, I've seen people fail from not following that, but I, I, I think patience is, is key, especially in, in real estate. This is all, it's all small successes to get to the big, to the big goal. That's what it is. Delayed gratification in, in real estate more than anything. Yeah. Well, Mayor, I want to I wanna talk about the book briefly today. And just for everybody listening, just so you know, so we'll be bringing Mayor on for a second interview. Consider it part two of a two-part series. And there we'll do a deep dive into the, up, into the book. At that point, it will already be live in print and we'll be holding up copies in that interview. But for today, just a little bit of a teaser and note, this is still in editing. So some of the content can change and will change, always does. That's publishing. But keeping it high level, Mayor, what are some of the things that you hope to present in the upcoming book? In the upcoming book, a few of the main points we hit on is is team building, communication within the team, small organizations, pros and cons of small organizations. And on the entrepreneurial side, the the delayed gratification and how, you know, the the small things we do today, you're not necessarily going to see results, but it's when, when, when you do see results, it Every entrepreneur knows that that first you know sale they get, that first step towards growing the business, it's the most rewarding thing. And it, there's a different kind of euphoria there. Entrepreneurs, we're we're different animals, Adam. You understand that more than anyone. <laughs> different things make us tick, and I think it always comes down to delayed gratification. We we just like that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to cut you off there and say that that's all you're getting, everybody that's watching for this one, because we do sell books and I'm not going to have Mayor, Mayor give, all, give all the secrets away because we want I want you to pick up a copy of that of that book once it's live and we bring, of course, Mayor back on the show. But that being said, I mean, Mayor, you got, as you just mentioned, your career is rocking and rolling over there. I mean, they got a lot going on. You're busier than you ever have been in this market. We're recording this of February 2023, so it can be a tricky market as well. I just have to ask. What's next? I mean, what's next for you? What's next for your business? What's next for us? We're, you know, our our goals are always increasing. You know, we we definitely want to close out more this year than we did last year. And we understand the economic environment coming in. Personally, we're, you know, expanding our personal portfolios, mm-hmm. have a few development projects we're undergoing. And then other than that, you know, my wife and I are, are looking to start a family in the next one or two years. So we, we have a lot moving. It's, it's not going to be easy these next couple of years, but, you know, that's that's why we're here. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, congrats on that. And, and not anything worth achieving. Some people say never easy. And I don't know, it's been, that's been my case, but I feel like the, what you've described to me is a recipe for success. I'm excited to watch your team continue to grow your family grow. And also just to be a part, have you be part of the mission matters community, because that's what we are here. So that being said, if somebody's listening to this or watching this and they want to connect and follow up and follow your content or contact you about, about real estate, about opportunities, how, how do they get in touch? I'm very easy to get a hold of. My cell phone number and email address is basically everywhere. Follow me on Twitter. I, I, I reach out to a lot of people reach out to me on Twitter, just DM me and you know, schedule a time to call to call and talk. I love speaking about real estate. I can do it all day. I do do it all day for my job. So it's it's easy. Just reach out. My email address and phone number probably will be provided. Awesome. And your and so let's give so your Twitter is I think it's at the real mayor, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, at the real mayor. Yep, that's real Mahim. Yeah, and I and I follow him. So I, I highly, highly recommend it. I'm just telling you, like he, he's providing insight into his deals and the deal flow, what's going on. I mean, I'm thoroughly entertained. I think everybody else will be as well. So definitely go, go, go follow that. So at the real Mahim. That being said, to our audience and listeners, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or listening to a Mission Matters episode, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, and experts, and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, really what gets them motivated and fired up to go out into the marketplace and make a difference and to add value. And if that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting to you, I encourage you and welcome you hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Maher, I really thank you again for coming on the show and making time for us over at Mission Matters. And I can't wait to the next time we get to work with each other. Thanks again. Thanks, Adam.